Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, um, grandparents, elderly, whoever is out there listening. Um, this is episode 11 of Talking to the Mic podcast. Uh, appreciate anybody listening. Um, as I say every show, I appreciate everyone who listens. I appreciate the feedback. Um, and yeah, hopefully we can... Uh, we can get some more listens and keep this uh, keep this going. I'm enjoying doing this, guys. Um, it's it's good fun. I like uh, sitting here having a chat. It's almost like a like a friend of mine who's got a podcast, the King of the Couch, K O T C. He says it's like a therapy session. So he's obviously a little bit more open in his podcast than I am, but um, we'll get there. We'll get there. But I enjoy it. I enjoy it. So hope you guys do too. Um, but yeah, let's get uh, let's get cracking. Um, so it is the seventh of February at eight twenty-five. Already a week into February, man, this year is going fast. I said that the last couple of episodes, but yeah, this uh, this year is going to go quick, and uh, it already is. So, but yeah, um, so the weekend, obviously, uh. What do we do? We didn't do much on the weekend. The weather here on the Gold Coast was weird on the weekend. You had like really nice, hot, sunny weather. And then within 10, 15 minutes, it was black in the sky, bucketing down with rain. It had rained for about half an hour and then it stopped. And then you'd be out doing something. For example, I was trying to whip a snip of my front lawn and pull some weeds and stuff like that. And then the kids are out front playing, they get into playing and it's that raining again. And then you had to come inside and oh, it was just a weird weekend, weird for weather. But as my wife says, when the wind, the wind was quite strong over the weekend, which is her thing is, is it's a good washing day. So yeah, got plenty of washing done, even though you couldn't hang it all outside because of the rain, but we did get managed to get some done, but pretty chilled weekend. Um, not a lot going on. Stayed at home, chilled out with the kids. Um, I think the brother and sister-in-law came over for a little bit. Oh uh, yeah, pretty uh, pretty chilled. Um, on the thing of uh, on the thing of uh, whippersnippering and mowing, I got a surprise on Friday afternoon when I came home from work. My two daughters and my wife um, they mowed the our front lawn. Normally, mowing the lawn is my thing. As I said in the last podcast, it's not my favorite household chore, but I do do it. But yeah, I came home and my eldest daughter had mowed the lawn and my youngest daughter had pulled some of the weeds, most of the weeds out from the front garden. And this was all done while I was at work. So I came home and it was a really, really good surprise. Um, I was pretty stoked that they did do that, which, yeah. But my eldest daughter... First time she tried mowing the lawn. Uh, my youngest daughter has tried it before. She was a bit funny with it, but my eldest daughter, she really got in it. She actually did a really good job. I was uh, I was really impressed and really proud of her. So on that note, she got a bit of a feel for how it all works. So she wanted to learn how to use the whippersnipper. A little bit trickier, but I ended up trying to teach her over the weekend. So I showed her how to start it, showed her how to hold it and what to do. And she slowly picked it up, but a few more lessons and we'll be right. But it was a good... Uh, good bonding experience. She, uh, she enjoyed it and she stood back when, after it was done and looked at her, uh, looked at her effort and I uh, congratulated her and said, well done. And yeah, she enjoyed it. But 
we'll uh, we'll continue the lessons on that. I think that's a good thing to teach my daughters because you just because they're girls, I don't want them to think, oh, I'm a girl, I don't have to do that. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, I want them to know how mow a lawn. I want them to know how to change a tire. And I mean, being my background in um in uh, automotive. I will teach them. That will be like a requirement when they get their license or before they get their license. I'll say, well, you got to know how to check your water and your oil. you got to know how to change a tire. And that will be like a stipulation because I don't want them to be reliant on their boyfriend, husband, girlfriend, whatever, for everything. Obviously, when you're in a relationship, it's a two-way street. But I want them to be able to do some things that people sit there and go, oh, girl should know how to do that. And I'm like... Why? So, anyway, a bit of a rant there, guys. Sorry. But, yeah. The other thing is that I managed, I noticed, managed, noticed over the weekend was we got, my girls got a portable basketball hoop for Christmas. So, we like to take it out on the driveway or on the road, have a bit of a shoot. My eldest daughter's always shown an interest in basketball, which she wants to do it, but she does dance and it's kind of conflicting. So, she loves dance. You know, I'd love him to do basketball. Basketball was my sport, but she likes dance. So my youngest daughter, however, she doesn't really show much of an interest in basketball, but I swear to God, she's like a basketball star in the making. That kid has got a jump shot on her. She's like there and she's hitting it. And she hit once, twice. She got like six in a row and then she'll run around and then she'll shoot it again. She'll get it in. I swear she's an NBA star in the making. So I'm going to, not going to try and push it, but try and pursue her and persuade her to go down that way maybe. So we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, there's hope for the future, guys. We might have an NBA or NBL star. So. Actually, having a drink of orange juice tonight. Do you ever get that thing where you're like, I could like drinking water, love my water. we got Pepsi Max, but I'm like, oh, I just really feel like something different. We had some orange juice in the fridge, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have some OJ. So, yeah, just enjoying some OJ. If I sound funny, guys, I'm really sorry. I literally just had like a hay fever sneezing fit before I came on here, so I do sound like I'm a bit congested and everything. I probably will sneeze. But, yeah, I mean, you guys should be used to that now. I've told you that I've got hay fever and stuff, so it always comes at the worst time too. So, anyway, back at the start of the podcast in like episode one and even through a few of the episodes, my wife and her best friend had an obsession with Yahtzee. That obsession's gone now. They don't play Yahtzee. They have a new obsession. This has been going on for a couple of weeks now. It's called Rummyo. So you've got like the tiles with numbers and it's like a number sequencing game. I have no idea how to play it. They're trying to get me to learn. I'm like, you know what? I'm a, my little feeble brain can't do that i'm not yeah i'm not into that but yeah that's their new obsession anytime her friend comes over or she goes over to there oh have we got rummy oh have we got rummy it's like oh my god so yeah just thought i'd keep you guys updated on the uh wife's board game obsessions oh yeah um so i noticed i've taken some notes of a couple of things that i've noticed going on in the world and shit going down um they're attacking Joe Rogan again. 
but not for his shows because they seen I don't know how it's all working and what they're doing, but they're attacking him now for past shows he did where I think he used the word, the N word, referring to particular race of people. Past shows said a long time ago. He's come out and even done a video apologizing, saying yes, he did say it, and you know it's taken out of context and blah blah blah. But it just goes to show how they're really trying. They're really trying to attack this guy and really trying to discredit him and get him off the air and everything. And I was listening to a podcast today, and it's like the mainstream media and politicians, government, whatever, they want to try and crush him because he has so much influence that they just can't understand. Like his reach is beyond theirs and they want to censor him, but it's not going to happen. So just leave the guy alone, let him do his thing. And yeah, it's really weird. It's, it's such a weird world. I, actually feel sorry for him, the amount of pressure that guy would have on him. But, I mean, I was listening to one of his podcasts today, and he basically said he switches it off. He makes a response. If he's done the wrong thing, he'll make a response. He'll, you know, acknowledge it, and then move on. He doesn't go on social media and listen to all of it. And, yeah, but you got to think, like, he, there's a lot of pressure on that guy. So, yeah, I feel I feel for him, but it's not going to change anything. He's He is what he is, and... He's got the reach that he's got for a reason. So, yeah. The other thing I've seen, which my brother-in-law actually sent this to me, and I'm just going to bring up my phone here. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook's terrible year. Facebook devastating decline in users caps off turbulent 2021 in which the company was rocked by whistleblowers, allegations, major service outage, and consistent controversy. But... My brother-in-law just wanted me to read this part here. It sent Facebook shares plummeting 26% as of Thursday when the market closed, wiping more than $230 billion off the company's market cap and erasing at least $29 billion from CEO Mark Zuckerberg's net worth. That's a lot of money, even for him. $29 billion. Like... Yeah, that's crazy money. I mean, he may not miss it. He's got a shit ton of money. But you have to think that would have made a dent in his in his wallet. Like, yeah. But yeah, so Facebook's on the uh on the decline. I don't know about you guys. I've found Facebook a bit yeah, Facebook's a bit ordinary at the moment. I kind of lean more towards Instagram, even though it's owned by Facebook. Um but yeah, Facebook's just a bit, yeah, I think they need to update, but I think they're stacking all their chips on this metaverse. I really think they're going hard on that and they're going to come out and hopefully that's the new thing. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I'm curious and I'm going to keep an eye on it. But eh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So the other thing I noticed, guys, I don't know if anybody else feels the same way I do about the about the whole rating season of television. This is basically where TV television shows start coming out and it's rating season. This is where all the new shows start to come out, all the series come out, 
all these reality shows. I was sitting in the lounge room with my wife last night. We had the TV on, and I noticed that the one of the shittest shows on television is back on now, and that's Maths, that Married at First Sight. I'll admit, I watched the first season because my wife wanted to. I watched it. I got a giggle out of it, but it's really just fucking stupid. It's really dumb. Like, you're that desperate to get married, so you go and marry a complete stranger. You're hoping that it works because a psychologist and a love expert and a sexologist, I don't know, they've got this chick on there as a sex expert or something. They all match you together based on your compatibility and all that. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'd love to know the statistics of how many of these couples actually stay together once the show finishes and that. Because I know there's been ones where couples have swapped and wanted to get on with each other's partners. And it's, I think it's a really shitty show, guys. I hate it. I can't stand it. Like all the reality TV shows. Like, I remember when Big Brother first came out. That was a decent show when it first came out. I mean, I say decent, but it was okay. And then basically from there, all the reality shows kind of crumbled. I just, yeah, I just don't like them. I just think it's a bit shit, but whatever. People like it. It brings in the ratings for Channel 7, I think it is, that it's on, so... Yeah, speaking of TV shows, the wife and I have started a started watching a series. Now, it's not a new series. It's an old series. We got turned onto it from the brother and sister-in-law. They said it's really funny. Give it a watch. There's like eight or nine seasons of this show, so we'll be on it for a while, which is good because there's nothing worse when you start a series and it's only on season one and there's eight episodes. You could smash through eight episodes really quickly. And then you're like, oh, okay, cool. Now we've got to wait a year or more for the next season to start. So this is good. And it's Modern Family. Sounds, it was a bit of a corny show back in the day. I actually think it's kind of funny. And there's, so it's, for those of you who haven't seen it, the preface is, is it's a married couple. They've got two daughters and a son. Then there's the grandfather, and then there's the brother, and then, yeah, it's all as a modern family. But my wife and I sit there and watch it, and there's so many similarities in the married couple. When you watch it, we sit there and go, oh, my God, we do that, or, oh, that's funny. So, yeah, if you haven't seen it, guys, give it a go. We're up to, we're still in season one. I think we're up to episode, like, 12 or something. It's pretty funny. I get a bit of a giggle out of it. It's actually funny. The part that we laugh at the most is the daughters. They're kind of how we could picture our daughters. You've got the kind of popular, popular girl who's got a social life. She's got a boyfriend. And then you've got the nerdy, smart one. That's kind of like our dynamic. I could see my eldest one being that popular you know, always on a phone, texting, blah, blah, blah. But then my middle daughter, she's the really smart one. I can see, I could kind of see it that way. So we sit there and get a giggle out of it because we're like, well, yeah, there's some similarities there. So, but yeah, give it a go, guys. Um, if you've got nothing to watch, it's on Binge. So, yeah. Um, I was reading, flicking through um, Facebook the other day and I seen 
Now there's a thing on here. Just get my phone open here so I can uh, be a bit more accurate for you guys. I don't want to. Uh, don't want to go. The world's first space hotel. Uh, the Voyager Space Station. They're hoping to launch this thing. It's a obviously, yeah. It's a hotel in space. God knows how it's going to work. Um, yeah, it's it's to do with all the how Bezos and Branson and Elon Musk they're all talking about space travel and all that. Well, yeah, supposedly there's going to be a uh, a hotel up there, so that'll be interesting. Um, two hundred billion dollars it's going to cost. The Voyager space station project will cost two hundred billion dollars. The world's first hotel with feature. Every amenity available in a luxury hotel on Earth. The hotel is built on plans to attract tourists and scientists and astronauts on long-distance missions to conduct their research with a launch year set to 2027. So when you think about it, that's actually not that far away. But yeah, $200 billion. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So that will be interesting. And it'll be interesting to see how much it costs you to get up there too. Don't think I'll be going up there anytime soon, guys. Uh, I was listening to a podcast today and they were talking about movies that have different endings or different features changed because of other countries' censorships and other countries' things. And I'd heard about that before. But I thought, oh, I wonder what movies had been done. So I did a bit of a little deep dive this afternoon and I sort of came across a few. The one main one that I found that people sort of keep referring to is Fight Club. Fight Club had a different ending changed in China where at the end of Fight Club, from remember, I haven't seen Fight Club for a really long time. But at the end, I, as I can remember, I think it's Edward Norton's character kills himself with a shoots himself with a gun but then they blow up all the big financial and big banking thing in the city so that's the ending so it's like he wins or that tyler what's his name tyler durton or whatever his alter ego um so that's the film as we seen it apparently well not apparently but it was changed in china so that Fight Club ending was changed to Tyler Durton's plans foiled by the authorities and he basically loses. So the authorities win. So obviously that's in China, communist country. They don't want to promote, obviously, outside influence, anything like that. And apparently that's pretty uh, common for China to sort of do that with movies. They'll sort of say, well... They've changed characters in movies to say, oh, no, this main character needs to be Chinese and you need to change this one and there's other ones. So I didn't know. I'd heard, like I said, but I didn't know some of the movies they've changed. So that was one, Fight Club. Um, Apparently Iron Man 3 had to get changed. Some characters had to be changed to Chinese doctors and Chinese nurses. Um, Die Hard was another one. Um, Apparently the if you'd seen Die Hard, you'd know that terrorist group that Hans Gruber was a part of apparently that group got changed and there were some other scenes in Die Hard that got changed as well for a different narrative the sound of music got changed 
I was a bit weirded out by that one because I thought that was a I thought that was a classic that you couldn't sort of fiddle with, but apparently that got changed. Scenes in that. Um, the one that I found funny was they actually ended up changing some cartoons, some kids' cartoons, which I've seen these ones because obviously I've got kids. So Inside Out, if you guys haven't seen that, that's actually a pretty good one. Um, some of the food scenes got changed. So I read when the main kid in the movie when she's a baby they're trying to get her to eat broccoli they change that in japan to make it green peppers rather than broccoli because kids in japan obviously like broccoli and they didn't want to sort of give them that um but then there was another one where another country changed it from broccoli to um i can't remember what they said but yeah different scenes apparently toy story 2 that got changed as well so yeah uh, just a bit of an interesting fact there for you guys. I thought uh, thought I'd throw that out there for you. Just different uh, different uh, endings to movies. It'd be interesting to actually watch those ones after you'd seen the well the original the way that was meant to, and then go watch that one and see the difference and see if you're like, oh, I like that one better or I like this one better. Yeah. So anyway, um, another part of red. The you guys would have seen the whole. Com freedom convoy in Canada going on with the truckers and all that sort of stuff. I actually read an article the other day saying that the Go GoFundMe and the Canadian truckers freedom convoy GoFundMe will be seized. They're going to seize, I think, everything raised above the original million dollars because they're basically saying that when the million dollars was originally raised, the protests that the truckers have been doing were peaceful and there was no violence or there was no breaking the law, unlawful. Now they're saying after that, that it's, they've got evidence that there's violence, that there's the, I don't know what's going on guys, but I really think that's a shitty move from GoFundMe. Um, obviously these guys are protesting for a reason. I think that, Prime Minister or whatever, I think he's a Prime Minister in Canada. He's obviously doing the wrong thing, um, making it hard for these guys to sort of work and the mandates and all that. So, man, GoFundMe, seriously, come on. They, GoFundMe was supposed to be for people in need and helping and that. So just do the right thing and don't take the money and give it to them. Like these guys have got a living, they got families, they need to work. So... Yeah. So yeah, but apparently the um the total money raised so far is ten million dollars Canadian, which works out to be about seven point nine million in Australia. So it's a healthy chunk of change there, guys. So yeah, I hope they don't seize it, but apparently they're going to. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, yeah, go Freedom Convoy. Um, I've seen a couple of videos on Facebook and Instagram of it, and yeah, good on them. I think it's good. We're starting to get protests here in Australia now. They much they marched on the parliament in Canberra um, a couple of weeks ago or last week, and yeah, I think it's just uh, yeah something's got to be done. The country's going down the pisser, but we'll see what happens. So, on a lighter note, guys, I have to give a shout out to my wife. It is our seventeenth anniversary. Uh, we've been together 17 years. We have known each other 
Oh, now this is going to do my head in with maths. I was 18 when I first met my wife. We'd been friends for a long time. Um, so, yeah, I've known my wife for nearly 20, 22, 21 years. Um, we've been friends for a while. But, yeah, we've been together 17 years today, guys. So happy anniversary, my darling. Um, many more years to come. And, yeah, so I'll end the show on that one, guys. Thanks again. Appreciate your ears. Like I've said before, if you could share the podcast, like, subscribe. Let me know if you don't like it. Let me know what I'm doing wrong. Um, Give me some topics that you want to talk about or you want me to look into and I'm happy to talk about. But yeah, appreciate it, guys. Hope you have a good week. Have a good weekend. Um, Enjoy. And uh, yeah, hope everybody has a good time and thanks for listening. Cheers.